I'm your host, Justin, and as always, I'm joined by my esteemed co-hosts, the winners of Wisecracks, the Vandals of Vulgarity, Babe, Donnie, and Cote. Dizzy Patterson, our executive producer, is with us as always. He's cracking beers and enjoying the jeers. Gentlemen, tonight's episode is going to be another good one. We're welcoming one of Dom Day's most well-known umpires and his protege. But before we bring them out, I wanted to get your assessment on the state of umpiring over the last few years. Any travesties you'd like to vent on or any umpires you, you think their credentials need to be reviewed? Babe, I know you might have some thoughts on this one. You know, I just keep going back to Black Sunday, but I'm trying to get over that now, especially after the Bills got their loss. Uh, but when you think of Dom Day, you think of umpires. I hated every umpire that ever umped in Dom Day except one guy, and that was Randy Akamishan. He was the best, and that was, that was the only guy I could ever say did his job. All the others were just drunken fools. Fair enough. Speaking of drunken fools, Cote, want to jump in? <laughs> oh, surprise. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, two things. I, I know that I, I'm sure that umpiring on the third base side was probably the largest challenge. And I know Trout Peter said that, that it was just hell. Anytime after three o'clock on either Saturday or Sunday afternoon, you just, that was a spot you didn't want to be. And also I think that the greatest thing that could ever happen to you on a Saturday was when um, was when uh, Niskana Jordan would come up to you and say uh, we don't need you to umpire anymore you were thrilled you were absolutely thrilled that you got the hook and you weren't responsible for a fucking close play at first base or third so it was uh, it was always one of those but yeah back in the days when it was guys like Greg Woodford and all that kind of shit there was some spectacular fuck ups and uh, we, we remember them vaguely but they were good Donnie what about you what are your thoughts I don't know. I mean, I mean, I remember we talked about way back uh, in one of the earlier episodes about Billy Griffiths, remember, and his uh, ill-fated time as an umpire uh, when he he actually he actually left left never the field came back. And, no, he left in his car, and you know, so that was when I guess he was a little sensitive, and, uh, and then and then Brian Broadhurst as well. I, this is. I, I want to say 1979 or 80, there was a infamous, horrible call that he made that uh, in favor of the red machine that Bobby was not too thrilled with. And that was a battle, but speaking of, of yak, uh, I don't know that he, and he, he, maybe he can answer for us. He ever had a, uh, an umpiring gig on the third baseline. My, my pictures of him umpiring are, hundred percent on the first baseline. So he may be able to add some color to that though, but you're right. Cote third base side late in the day, you know, that's a tough, tough spot. 
you know, there's just too much going on, right? There's too much going on besides the game. Like, so usually there'd be like you're umpiring and you got five fucking guys talking to you. Right. You and know, a, and a cloud of smoke hanging over you too in that <laughs> corner. <laughs> different so, smoke. Different. Yeah, yeah, yeah different, exactly. different. Not Gordy McCree. It's legal now. It's legal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome stuff, guys. Why don't we bring out tonight's guests? They have won a combined eight Dom Day championships. Add to that one rookie of the year and a silver brick. These two have umpired the most amount of games in Dom Day history with a blood alcohol limit under the legal limit. Please clear the track. Here comes Randy and Jason Yak. Woo! Yes. We'll see the boys. Gentlemen, well, welcome yeah. to the show. Thanks very much, guys. Quite quite the honor to be uh, make it all the way into episode 30. You know, there's 29, 29 more important people to talk to before us. <laughs> well, more than that, Yak. Because many of the many of the episodes had multiple people, so. <laughs> <laughs> and if we could do the list over again, we fucking shuffle the deck. That's right. Oh yeah, from early assholes. <laughs> Surprised we got asked in, in in general, so that's great. <laughs> exactly. And Donnie, well, we need- I, I Donnie, I have done third base before, and it, is, it, it Oh yeah, it is a different yeah. uh, different over there. You have uh, Gordy, you got Fergie, you got. Uh, you know, I, you know, the whole side over there is kind of wonked. And uh, like you say, you get lots of help over there on their baseline. All those Chevy moves. scares me over there, too. <laughs> Who does? Yeah, no, let's not forget yeah. about Chevy. Chevy usually likes <laughs> to come and help, too. Right? Well, and at first base, you, you got a good, probably a good 20 feet, right? Of distance between you and the and the yeah. fan base, right? Yeah, so that's yeah, enough you to, you know, the odd guy swaggers up. I remember in the old days, Tuesday, did a face plant on that, on that sideline. And we, we couldn't get them up, like, you know. <laughs> but for the most part, it's free and clear that other side where those assholes sit on the third base side, it's, it's crazy. You know, well, so. it's not, it's not completely free and clear. Cause you got, you, you're pretty much perpendicular to where Minnow sits and Minnow's got the rule book and five feet to Minnow's left. You got Nick Wolf who knows every role in softball history. So you're not free and clear. It's a different type of pressure. I think over at first base and yeah, Nick's do, wife do, and Nick's do, wife. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and daughter. Exactly. So yeah. Do you remember any, uh, uh, any, uh, heated moments? When you, were, uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I mean, you, you get, uh, you get the guy that's, you know, going to second base or whatever, and he thinks he's safe and you think he's out. And, uh, you know, I can remember, you know, I can, I can remember Gordon, Gordon McRae once kind of huffed and puffed and shouted and yelled and screamed and huffed and puffed <laughs> again and eventually bantered off the field. But, um, no, I don't think we've ever had, uh, you know, I, I remember once thinking, oh, my God, I think I called the play before it happened, uh, you know, those kind of things. But uh, luckily, most of the time, you're, you're, you're right. And nobody really, uh, first of all, everybody's kind of three quarters in the tank. So that kind of helps. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty easy, right? I mean, the game, I think, uh, you, you know, nowadays, any of the young guys, you just call them safe. And any of the old guys, you just call them out. <laughs> Pretty fucking accurate. I, I do. I do remember the Gordon McRae one, and I think yeah. guys guys wanted to see it in slow motion, but it was already in slow motion. So you, you couldn't slow it down anymore. Exactly. Well, it's it's funny. You, I, th- I think it's funny you mentioned uh, you mentioned Gordy McRae because I remember actually the last time Randy uh, umped one of my games, it was at at Dom Day Forty Two. I was at at second, and and Gordy was was on first, and. Uh, I had my back turned to the play. I turn around and the, and the ball's foul. And Randy, Randy calls the ball fair. And I turn around and I, I look at Randy and I go, what the f- 
fuck are you looking at? And Randy just calmly, you can tell he's umpired plenty of games. He goes, ask your, ask your uh, first baseman what happened there. And Gordy, or Gordy just looks at me, shot, sly smile, and he goes, I kicked it foul. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I remember that, Dustin. You're right. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I thought after that, I said, that's, you know what? I just got to shut my mouth. So, yeah. Shut your mouth like, and run. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> after, after, after that one, I figured, you know what? Randy's probably got the right calls going on, so I'll defer to him from then on. Mm. So, Randy, we also talked about as we're as we're on the uh, as we're on the topics of of who's umpiring. Randy? Yeah, yeah, Randy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the same guy. It's the same guy as Pat. I think Pat we had on the yeah. show recently. And but um, okay. who right. who uh, who do you? Uh, I mean, we talked with with uh, Jordan Niskanen about some of the imps that you know we, the guys he doesn't like to umpire for. Like, who are some of the fiery guys that you go? These are the coaches you got to kind of be aware of what you're stepping into. Well, he, you know, Shavikas is always one that's going to give you the gears, right? You know, he, whether he's playing, umping, coaching, whatever, he's going to give you the gears on anything. Um, Al McCray, you never like to disappoint Al, you know, big Al, you don't want to, you don't want to mess him up. Um, Buff, you know, again, there's the sweetheart of the game. You never want to mess up, you know, one of his, his, uh, his games. Um, guys like, uh, you know, Del Mazzi, when he used to coach, you'd love to mess him up because, you know, he, 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 you know, he, he, he would, he wouldn't talk to you for two Dom days. Right. Like, so, you know, perfect. Oh, I right? wish I would have known that. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. So yeah, you know, the guys are the guys and uh, it's just lots of fun. Oh, that's awesome stuff. So I got to ask you the question then, obviously yourself and, and Eddie B and we'll talk a little bit about Eddie B when we get into how you got into the, to the tournament, like, is the obvious answer because of because of the booze that you guys have become kind of the de facto guys that they turn to in the playoffs to umpire games? Uh, well, we have our share over there, but we try to kind of be respectable because I don't think I could play. I, I'd probably be like, you know, coaching, right? You know, and, you know, <laughs> you know, swinging, swinging a miss and, you know, uh, the screen, right? Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, like, you know, it's hard. It's hard enough at, uh, you know, at our age to play, never mind uh, being, you know, three quarters, you know, tank. So, um, yeah, Eddie and I, uh, you know, I, Eddie, you know, he, Eddie, Eddie does drinks, Randy drinks at the sideline, but we, uh, kind of stay, uh, respectable because, uh, you know, our families are there and not like everybody else's families are there too, but, uh, we just, uh, we know someone's got, we know someone's got to, you know, look after the, the Dom Day <laughs> crowd. And so the Dom Day game. So we, uh, we kind of. We hear, we hear you. We get the message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone, yeah. Someone's got, someone's got home. <laughs> yeah. It, it's funny because it goes back to when we started about this thing and we said Dom Day didn't have a lot to boo, uh, do with booze. And it sounds like the more and more we just uncover, I think this does have a lot to do with booze. But, you know, I think it's always funny whenever I talk to, we had Jordan Niskanen and his family on a couple of weeks ago and he talked about generating the umpire schedule. And it, there's always a time when, you know, the playoffs come around and he, he's reviewing his umpire pool. And, you know, a few years ago, it might have been 10. This year, it's eight. Next year, it'll be six. <laughs> Pretty soon, it'll just be you and Eddie B left. So <laughs> it's it's good to hear that you understand your responsibility because Very we're getting cool. thin on guys who uh, who are upright by that time. Um, so so we talked a bit about Eddie B, but Randy, why don't we we start with, with uh, the early 80s for you? Uh, and how you ended up in, in Dom Day, kind of where you were in your life in the 80s and what led to you joining Dom Day? 
Yeah, um, I wasn't fortunate enough to uh, to join in the in the very early days. I I, uh, I went to the University of Waterloo, uh, got an engineering degree, and graduated in '82. Uh, you know, started working and working and working, and uh, uh, actually joined the Etobicoke. lived lived in Etobicoke, actually at uh, Albion and Elmhurst kind of area, and uh, joined the Etobicoke Men's Basketball League. And uh, next thing you know, I'm I'm playing against Eddie and uh, you know Vic uh, Blacharski, and um, uh, the next summer, I guess Eddie said, "Hey, let's go play Dom Day," and uh, the rest is history. I think it was about 1986 when I when I went there. Uh, but what high school I did went, you go to? West Humber. Oh, yeah. oh, so you knew all those guys from West Humber? Yeah, I'm a West Humber guy. And then, uh, well, it, it gets better because the rest of the story is I, I get there, and you know. Lo and behold, do I see uh, Dennis Brandt and, and Bobby Brandt. Um, they lived across the street from me. And uh, uh, we, uh, <laughs> there was Sorry lots of, uh, yeah, there was, well, you know, in, in those days, lots of things happened. But uh, um, I, I, my, my fondest memory of the Brandts was, was they had a basketball hoop on their driveway. And it was, um, it wasn't a regulation hoop. It was up on the, on the house and the driveway was at a slant. And it was probably about eight and a half feet, nine feet tall. And, you know, anybody, almost anybody could dunk on it. And we'd have these two on two and three on three basketball games there. And it was like all out war on this, on this basketball hoop. And, and so much fun that, uh, um, you know, <laughs> it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I had my first, um, I had my first, uh, crawl across the street back to my house one night. Uh, the, uh, the Brants, Mr. and Mrs. Brant had gone out and uh, it was actually Bobby who had a, who had a, uh, a party. Well, you know, his younger brother, Dennis, invites his, his friend across the street, Randy, and we crashed the party. And it's, I can still remember uh, Ray Brant had a whole bunch, of, whole bunch of open liquor bottles. And Bob had marked a line on each bottle about how far everybody could take a drink or how, how much liquor we could take out of each bottle. So dad wouldn't know. Well, all I can tell you is I crawled home and my mother watched me crawl home across the street. So that was uh, probably 15 years old at the time. Were you at that party, Donnie? <laughs> I may have, I may have been. Helping <laughs> with the line. Yeah. Coach, yeah, Coach Dave wasn't on the roof, was he? No. <laughs> yeah. I jumped up from the basketball net. Well, you guys remember the, the parties at uh, for the Dom Day parties at, at Bob Brandt's house, right? I mean, when he had yeah. a townhouse, right? Those were yeah. those were nuts. Oh man, yeah. Well, the first one, the first one was at his parents' house. Was the it first, yeah. the first first party? Yeah, in uh, '78. Yeah, we we uh, made the stupid mistake of deciding we were going to play the championship game on the Sunday, and the Saturday night we had the party. So we went oh. to Bob's Bob's house, and it was a complete animal house like it was just <laughs> unbelievable well and, i lived uh, uh i lived directly across the street did not know I, that i did not puked know on that. your lawn you probably did probably did i wasn't there at the time but he probably did uh that's good stuff so i guess i guess randy just to kind of layer in into that so you're a west humber guy i know previously we've talked about um you know people who have sat on the opposite side of kind of the rest of the school we talked about Kimmy McRae went to TCI. She's on the other side. Uh, Chevy is over on the West Humber side. Yourself, you're on the TCI side. Is that obviously just because of your connection with with Eddie B that you ended up on the first baseline? 
Uh, I'd say, yeah, I'd say we start, we started sitting there. I mean, I, I don't know, but, uh, we sit, we sit, you know, on one side of the, of this tree, the, uh, the wolves and the Gallagher sit on this other side of this silly tree and Eddie sits to our left. Um, and it's just been like that since as long as I can remember. Yeah. I don't think you've ever been in another spot. No, I don't think so. That was, I I don't think so. I, I don't think anybody's been in a different spot. Have they? No. I think people get one <laughs> spot and that's it. Else. Yeah. And, and, and years years ago, there was another tree back there. Remember? There behind was. The, there, behind yeah. the plate. Behind the yeah. plate. There's a stump there now, I think. But it was yeah. a big, big tree. Yeah. So. What did you say, Jason? You're afraid to go anywhere else? I'm, I'm terrified mm-hmm. to sit anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> terrified, terrified that I might say something or terrified that you might get beat up? Terrified of the people. Both, yeah. both yeah. things. I'm just, yeah. I'm, yeah, I was going to say it's it's a different side over on third base. I think if you were going to third from first, it might be an easier transition. But going from first to third, that's that's a scary one. Terrified you go over to third base and be adjusting backs for the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just I'm afraid to walk by there when I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> you're not you're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome stuff. So we'll, we'll get to, we'll obviously get to Jason in a second because, you know, one of, one of Dom Day's more talented players, uh, you know, gets drafted in the top 10, um, you know, pretty much annually, but Randy, why don't you tell us a bit about, about yourself? I was looking through some of the older programs. I, I, I noticed in Dom Day 22, you were drafted 13th overall, like, you know, that might be uh, surprising for some, but tell us a bit about your early, uh, <laughs> early Dom Day career. They must have been drunk when they did that draft. Um, um, no, I, uh, I, in the, in the early days, I used to go there thinking that, uh, I, I, you know, it was going to be my year to make, to hit more moonshots than Eddie B. Um, I don't think I ever did that, but they're there. You didn't. We used to count when we were kids. You didn't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Well, thanks for thanks, thanks for bringing yeah. that home. Yeah. <laughs> what year did you start then, Yak? What what when was I your think first uh, I think it was about 1986. Okay, it would have been about that time frame. Um, yeah, in in those days that I when I started, I can remember you know Al McRae trying to hit them. You know, I'd go. You know, certainly Babe would hit his share. Um, Kenny Norris was banging him out back Kenny, then. Kenny Kenny, Kenny Norris, Norris was, bang, yeah. was banging him out. Um, and you know, I would, I would have my fair share, um, you know, but you know, those, that was probably 86 to 87. <laughs> the glory years. Yeah, the glory years yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Yak was a big, yeah, yeah. Yak was a big hitter at the plate. I mean, he was a monster and he had the big, the big forearms, you know, and he'd stand up there and, you know, Beasley's Beasley's we picked him a couple times and, uh, Turned out to be a mistake, but no, he was, he was, a, <laughs> he, was he was a big hitter. You remember, babe? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, I like to sometimes go off field too. So that kind of helps throw one over the first baseline somewhere. And then you can make it to third pretty easy that way. So, so Randy, were you always a third baseman? I know that's kind of where you've settled in now is second and third, but were you uh, like Cote, who was a center fielder at any point in your career? Or uh, you I've been out there a few times, but uh, that's, uh, that's only when, you know, absolutely necessary. I, I, third base is, is, is kind of fun and tough, but, um, you know, once you've done it a few times, you kind of get, you know, you either get out of the way or you try to catch the ball. It's one of those two, right? So, um, uh I, for for as long as I can remember now, I've been at third, but I, I third second base when I started, I think outfield a few times I pitched several, like lots of games I pitched. That was always, that was funny too. 
um, pitched, uh, I can remember pitching before the, that Phil, Philman fence got put up. Um, you know, guys would, uh, you know, they'd ring the mafia once in a while too. That was, uh, that was always, uh, you know, not, not too much fun. Um, but yeah, now mainly third base. It's funny, Yak, you, you figure out where you stand within Dom Day when you get hit in the head with a ball or hit in the chest when you're pitching and nothing's done. And then all of a sudden <laughs> one guy gets hit and now they got to put a fence up for him. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, say, that's what I find the shitty part is. You think, you think about it now, how many, how many times that thing has helped people nowadays, right? That, uh, you know, you got hit back in the day. Schweppes got nailed a bunch of times, right? Like, yeah. Cause I got not- hit, I got hit, I got hit in the upper thigh. Like, uh, not, I don't want to call it the thigh, the inside of my thigh once, um, and it was a rocket, and and uh, I, I wore a bruise there for about I don't know at least a month, and and I keep thinking if I would have you know two inches, three inches, the other you know one way or the other, uh, yeah, you know maybe J- maybe Jason, Jason, Jason might not would, be here. Jason yeah. might not be here. <laughs> I got hit by one by Huffy once, and I thought I got a mosquito on my leg. <laughs> well, well, Donnie, were you were you hit by by Huffy? Well, Don, Donnie's Donnie's got to be hit for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been hit a few times, but Huffy was the one that lasered me right in the schnoz on the, in the Dom Day 25. It's got to be. Yeah. How do you, something like how that. Do you remember that? Stuff? No, it was 20. It was 26 because we won it. It was the year we wanted. Ar- then you rolled around on the ground and fucking oh. moaned. And, and <laughs> Pete, White, Pete White came out and saved my life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he firefighter did. Pete. Yeah. Mouth to mouth, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> nose to nose. <laughs> You know the funny the funny thing about that is uh, that game when you when you got hit, uh, Donnie. I was actually scorekeeping that game. I think one of the only games I ever score kept. And uh, you had the God Squad that year, so I remember specifically you got you got knocked out. And of course, I'm scorekeeping this game. That's pretty traumatic. You see this guy get whacked in the face, and next thing you know, you got Pete and Minnow all over you to figure out what the score, how many outs, who's on all this. And everybody's debating back and forth. And I was like, I'm never freaking scorekeeping again in my life. And I haven't scored kept since that game. So I think a lot of things came out of you getting smacked in the face with the ball. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and the rest of the coaches gathered to say, he's still got to play. No substitution. No sub. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome stuff. So we're going to also now Jason is, was nice enough to join us. So we're going to ask him about some of his experiences as well. So Jason, we talked about, obviously your, your memories of, of, of your dad versus Eddie B in the home run count. Why don't you tell us what it was like to grow up at, at Dom day and some of your earliest memories? Um, yeah. So it's, I don't know. It's kind of like this thing that you did every, every Canada day. And it was, uh, it was something that I, I honestly legitimately looked forward to, but in those early years, like I said, um, I was terrified of about everyone other than my dad and Eddie. So I remember we would, uh, when we would get there, my mom would take the programs and she would highlight the games that my dad was playing and, and, and we'd highlight the games that Eddie was playing. And I, I'm not kidding you when, when we kept the home run count and dad, you never beat him for sure. Never. Um, <laughs> again, there, really? there, were, there were, there were, there were years, there were years where you would almost, if Eddie didn't hit a home run at one at an at bat, you were, you were shocked. You, you, you just kind of thought it was automatic. Um, so, so that like, that's my biggest memory. And then uh, when I finally joined Dom day, I thought Eddie makes it seem so easy. I thought I was going to be able to do it. And then I struggled to get it out of, into the outfield. So uh, it's not as, it's not as easy as it made it look, but um, 
but yeah, I, I, I legitimately enjoyed every single weekend and I couldn't wait until I could finally play. And uh, the last couple of years has sucked not being able to do it, but I hope we can do it again soon. Yeah. So you were talking to Jason as well about um, you used to collect beer bottles and, and all that sort of stuff. So what were some of your other, you know, kind of memories on, on that? So, so Dom Day normalized beer drinking for me, as you guys can imagine, um, yak as a dad as a yak is, is, is a bit of a hard ass. So I didn't know what beer drinking was uh, until you go to Dom Day and it's littered with beer bottles. And I, <laughs> I did, I, it was kind of like Christmas and you could go and you pick these beer bottles and we go at the end of the weekend and, you know, I collect whatever it was, five bucks or whatever was big money back in that day. Um, so that I, I I did look forward to that, and then I would uh, I would walk over to Jug City and I would buy some drinks or some cards or whatever, and that was uh, and that was a ton of fun. I remember doing that with 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 Eddie's kids too. I, I we would go that and you'd 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 use that diamond, the the other one at the back there, and all the kids would play. And it's kind of cool now to see you know I guess there's another generation that's using that diamond back there and, and playing on their own. Um, but those were fun memories. And, and again, it, you know, as much as I, when I was younger and I got a little older, I, I, I really wanted to participate and I knew the years were coming where you could, but I still enjoyed going just to watch. Um, it's just a ton of fun. And now there's that weird guy that picks up the bottles. Now I, I don't know. I don't want to fight him for the bottles anymore and I don't need the two bucks, but, is he, alive but still, he seems like he does. Justin, is he alive still? I, I have no clue. I, I, well, I'm sure he knew this was coming because he was in the future. So he came back. Yeah. He could have warned us. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, Jason, when, when your first, I think it was your first or second year, we were playing on the same team and I was, I was coaching first and you hit a ball. And I remember going, uh, it's a young yak. And I said, okay, thinking of old yak, I go, all right, just slow her down, you know, take first, that's it. How he goes, he's at second already. I'm like, <laughs> I go, well, he didn't get his speed from his dad, did he? <laughs> well, that, that kind of goes into the into the next thing a bit. When that first year, I um I was a little disappointed. We had a big rivalry going about who was gonna go higher, and I was I was upset that I was one round uh, behind my dad. I I know you guys do scouting reports for rookies and stuff like that. I don't know what was said online, but if it was, you know as slow as his dad, then, then of course I'm going to go behind him, but I don't well, know. The good, the good thing to know is your dad probably wrote that scouting report. That's how <laughs> yeah. those things go. So, so, th th that, so that's why that's the only year I was drafted behind him. Cause he, he, he kind of, I guess, screwed me that way. So that'll never happen again. Yeah, I don't you think were, so. Yeah, I, I was going to so. say. Unfortunately, Jason, you were betting against Vegas that year. He had all the intel. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so you entered Dom Day uh, in Dom Day thirty. Um, you end up winning Rookie of the Year, uh, tied with Tom Delmazzi. Uh, do you remember what team you played for that year? Uh, was I was that the Alarmers? Might have been Dom Day thirty. I don't know. If you don't know, I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> I think, it, I, historian. I, I yeah. think uh, it was, I think it was the alarmers. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, any, any recollections of winning, uh, of uh, winning rookie of the year? I, I remember, um, I remember being tied I, and I didn't think that was possible. So I, I don't know whose feelings they thought they were going to hurt one way or the other, but, but for some reason well, we tied. With who? <laughs> With Tom Delmer, Del, Del, yeah, Pete's kid. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, who on, do you man. who do you think? Who do you think? Who yeah. do you think? <laughs> How many votes did Pete get? 
<laughs> Pete's kid played. Pete's kid played one game and fucking went over, but he's still tied for a rookie of the year. But uh, I remember, um, I remember there was a, 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 a no, like a, a gift card or something for the for the winner of rookie of the year, and for some reason I gave it to him, and I don't remember why. I, I was trying to be nice or be a gentleman. Maybe we were in the finals and he wasn't, so I wanted to give him a consolation prize, or maybe it was the other way around. I don't remember, but I remember I giving it to him for some reason. Oh, that's, that's that was nice of you. You're nice. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, intim- I'm intimidated by the third baseline. Yeah, yeah fair enough. He just came and took it off you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Pete came, Pete came afterwards and got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so already a Pete by mistake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. say that. Yeah, Car- Pete, Carol Pete. wants to go out tonight, and we need the gift certificate. <laughs> so the funny thing about that is, you know, especially with a tie, I looked it up and I said there must have been a plethora. So I pulled out the the program. There must have been a plethora of rookies that year. Um, turns out there were three rookies that year. Two one rookie of the year. The third guy who did not win rookie of the year actually no longer plays in Dom Day. It was Bobby Jones, uh, Jonesy's kid. So <laughs> I think you guys might have, you know, ended up with uh, somebody having hurt feelings and not being a part of the tournament anymore. But uh, at least should we got have, two guys. Should have made it a three way championship. You might still see that guy. Yeah, you could have. You could have <laughs> given him the gift card. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Awesome stuff, guys. So we're going to transition into another topic. We uh, we we noted when uh, before the show when Jason was coming on that uh, he had uh, he had uh, Doctor Jason Yakamishin, uh as his name on on Zoom. So Jason, why don't you tell us a bit about what you do for a living? And uh, because there are, I am sure, seventy guys who come the day after Canada Day who might be interested in your services. I don't want to work. I don't, I, I don't want to work on any of those guys. I don't. <laughs> yeah, well, tell them they have to shower first. But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and detox. Um, uh, yeah, so I guess I'll give a bit of a plug. Um, I opened Foundation Chiropractic in Southeast Oakville with my sister, who's also a chiropractor. Um, we've been there for about four and a half years now. Um, for anyone that knows that area. There's like the Canland ice sports there on, on Ford drive in Oakville. And, and we're literally right across the street on the opposite corner. Um, so yeah, it's been good. We, we, we focus on an area of chiropractic called structural correction. So a bit different than, than the traditional injury pain-based chiropractic center. We do more structural corrective care. So uh, chronic pain, um, disc degeneration issues, sciatica, scoliosis, those types of things. Um, my sister, uh, she focuses on pregnancy and pediatrics. She's the smarter one in the family. Um, so she's got extra diplomates in, in, in pediatric care. So she does a lot of kids and babies and, 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 and pregnant moms. So, uh, very family wellness office. Um, I enjoy going to work every day. Um, if some of you guys end up coming in the office, maybe not as much, but, um, (laughs) it's, it's, uh, it's, it's been great. And, and yeah, we've been there four and a half years and we, you know, growing a bit every month, every, every year that goes by and it's, it's a ton of fun. What's I the name of the place? Your mom must, your mom must be really smart. <laughs> yeah. Fast and smart. Fast and smart. It's fast and smart. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what? I think your dad oh. brought you to Dom Day to say, don't turn out like these guys make something <laughs> of your life. 
I'm, just, you know I'm just looking forward to our next Zoom guest when every fucking guy's got doctor beside their name. <laughs> so, so doctor uh, so, Derek know, Patterson. I, I, I'm, I'm not a tech person. I don't do this Zoom stuff for, for a living like some people do. I know my, yeah. my wife's in front of Zoom, you know, eight hours a day. Um, the last time I was on a Zoom call, I think I was doing a, a wellness presentation for, for some corporation. So I, that's, the, that's the reason the name's there. I, I would have changed it before logging in for you guys. <laughs> but uh, but it, it was there and I logged in and it's it's done now so there you go awesome Dr. stuff McRae. yeah, yeah. Name, so, jason you didn't even say the name of the place is that on purpose yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes, yes. what's the address again there's there's many there's many chiropractic clinics in the area so i'll let you guys guess um no it's, yeah. it's found foundation chiropractic Nice. And for for anybody who wants, you know, log on to the website. We got a special coupon code that Jason's given us. It's it's Dom Day, and by using that coupon code, that referral code, he actually charges you double what he would normally charge. <laughs> awesome stuff. So so Jason, I mean, obviously we talked about you being fast, talked about you being a doctor. So maybe you're the only guy qualified to tell us a bit about a prep routine for Dom Day. Uh, why don't you compare? I know you were talking about uh, your prep routine versus your dad's prep routine. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you you guys get ready for Dom Day. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about this. Not, not. Yeah, I'm qualified to speak on my own routine, but I wanted to more draw attention to my dad's lack of a routine. Um, and he, and and each year that goes by, and he gets a little bit slower, and he hits it a, a little bit, you know, shallower, and he and he wonders why it's happening. Um, so, so yes, there's no routine for my dad whatsoever. Um, I remember trying to get him to do i uh, uh, I'm, I'm one of those weird CrossFit guys. If you ever seen that stuff, I'm, I'm heavy into the CrossFit world. I tried to get my dad to do uh, when the gyms closed down. I, I, I took a bunch of equipment from my gym. Uh, they were letting us do that the first time they had the lockdown and I brought it to my dad's backyard. And so he wanted to join in. So I think it's the first time my dad's ever touched a barbell. Um, he tried to, he, he, tried, he, tried, he tried to keep up with the workout. He quit about halfway through and then uh, collapsed to the ground. And we saw him about two hours later. He, he turned the equipment into a bird. <laughs> hey, Jason, you'll be proud to know I've, I have been to a CrossFit gym for the last two years and I love it. It's the best. There you go. Hey, I'm the oldest guy there, but I freaking have a ride. I did it. I did one today. My, my gym doesn't close during COVID. We just keep going. He said, that's amazing. So, that's, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. So, so I'm going to, I can expect that you'll be hitting a few homers next year. Then next no. actually it's no. great. And, and the, the guy, he knows I've, I've hit problems in that. And it's uh, I, I love going. It's absolutely awesome. That's amazing. So see dad, there's hope for you too. You can, yeah. get I, 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 okay. I got to see Kote do this yeah. because I, I can't believe, I don't know what do you call those things, Jace. Those, those things you do, what, what's it called? The, I don't know. I don't know. Milf, Bur- the Burpee. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. Wad. The wad. Oh, yeah. Did a wad today. Or did I did I do Murph did I do Murph, the workout Murph with you? Yeah. I don't exactly. Know. Yeah, you did a well, wad cote? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right huh? in the mouth. What? what a shot. <laughs> okay, well, there's another one. We have to cut that one. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah we have to cut a, that segment out. What a freaking <laughs> shocker that is. Jesus. Two years, you're lying. <laughs> Oh, I yeah. Yeah. oh the bar is called the wad i get it <laughs> oh okay I'm going to get right. tomorrow at lunch all right i don't uh, blame you yep so, so uh, Randy, wait, wait 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 no wait i gotta defend myself this year i'm going hard guys i'm building a deck down here so the other day i moved uh 1200 pounds of cement uh today i moved about 600 pounds so i'm you know i'm really working i'm beefing up this year so i'm so, gonna come 
and you know i i'm ready oh geez. someone someone take him in the ninth round instead of the tenth <laughs> oh, away. oh boy away, randy, randy do you need a couple minutes to update the will we can we can put this <laughs> yeah well it goes 50 50 so he, he's not getting any more maybe getting less <laughs> yeah fair enough awesome stuff so um maybe i'll i'll ask uh, we talked a bit about cote's uh, uh prep routine for for dom day donnie what do you do to get ready for dom day <laughs> well I at, at some point in time in about mid June I switched to the tall boys instead of the twelve <laughs> instead of the twelve ounces and the aluminum can tall boys are incredible with the screw on lid so that's my routine usually I'm usually I'm ready to go by the end of June so this and, year might be a little different I gotta I gotta do something because it's and bad. when do you when do you pick up a microphone for the first time is that like around April or do you start in the mirror or what, what's your prep there uh, I'm hoping they have one when we get to the party. That's uh, <laughs> that's that's what I'm hoping. I never pick up a microphone. Yeah, fair so. enough. Babe, what about you? What's your prep routine? Uh, typically, I try and get off the uh, local breweries and uh, get onto my Molson X for Dom Day, and then get text to load up for me. Get the cooler, <laughs> and so we're ready to go. That's that's sort of my routine, and then try to you know go to a, a diamond side grill out in calgary and get my fill of hot dogs and hamburgers that are either overcooked or undercooked so was somebody cooking dropping sweat on them yeah little it's a little special yeah. we call it <laughs> and, and cote do you want to add anything else or are you just good with your wad over there no, i gotta ramp back <laughs> up on the booze i gotta ramp back up on the booze like this is the covid thing it's got a lockdown it's boring so yeah i'm i'm as soon as this lockdown's over i gotta hit it hard hit it hard <laughs> awesome stuff so why don't we talk a bit about kind of the competition uh obviously we're getting a bit of a sense of that early into uh into this the competition between your yourself uh jason and and, and randy um we see that you know randy you've got five championships jason has three why don't you talk a bit about about that gap and and how that makes you feel well, that's the only thing I'm winning right now, isn't it? It's, uh, you know, I don't win, uh, you know, any bricks or, or rookie of the year. I certainly wasn't rookie of the year. So, so having five there is, is my only chance of staying ahead. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a team game. It's not just about me, you know, it's about the whole team and maybe the whole team can win and I can be a part of it. Wow. Wow, that was a little stuff in there. I like, like, I, I like, Ooh. I like to go by win percentage and um, <laughs> win percentage. <laughs> I, I don't, so I don't. The analytics. Yeah. yeah, the analytics exactly. The, the, adva the advanced, the advanced analytics uh, win percentage. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yak, Yak, who was a rookie of the year? Your first year was it Dicker? Oh, I, I have no idea, babe. No okay. idea. No, no idea. We're going to have to look that up. Get the historian on that, would you, Justin? 86. <laughs> if we got all that stuff? 80, yeah, if we assume it was 86, it was, no, 86 was Eddie B. So maybe it was the year Ooh. after Dave, Dave, Dave Napier. Oh, uh, my God. Wow. Maybe it was the year afterwards. Wow. Maybe Eddie Ooh. got me in because he was rookie of the year or uh, rookie of the year and wanted me to play. Yeah, oh, but so maybe maybe I joined '87. We gotta we gotta redo this all now. Eh? <laughs> yeah, we gotta start back from the beginning. <laughs> I think Eddie had the final vote between you and Dave Napier too. <laughs> <laughs> he probably did. <laughs> oh, that's oh, funny. Too stuff. funny. Too funny. So, Jason, there was a bit of a story around new new safe softball bats. Why don't you tell us a bit about that? 
Okay, so yeah, back in the in the in the moonshot days, um, if you guys noticed, anytime you'd go to the the fence, there's fancy bats all over the place. I'm sure at some point my dad was bringing about five or six of them out of the out of the eight that were there. Um, anything to try to keep up with Eddie. I think uh, I remember if, you know, if, if him and Eddie are on the same team, I, cause I would bring the bats and I would, we would sit there with them. And there's times games when dad would say, Hey, we'll grab that one and put it back in my bat bag because he wants to keep the good bats for himself. Um, that I, I should have included that in my, in my memories of, of Donde, but, um, but that doesn't happen anymore because it doesn't matter what bat he's using. It's not going out. So we haven't bought, we haven't, we haven't bought a bat in years. And uh, okay. I, okay. Well, how's the all part of word there? We, I don't understand. I have, we we don't right. go. And, we don't. Oh, go it's a cote we. It's a cote we. It's a cote. But but for me, well, I'm not going to buy. But I'm not. I'm not putting out of the field no matter what bat I use either. Uh, so you know, I just rely on my legs. I don't. I could. I'll pick up that. Jason hit, Jason hits a hot single and, and makes it to you know makes it around the bases after two throwing errors. I try to get to third, maybe home. Yeah, that's that's well, that's Dom Day. Right? Yeah, that is. <laughs> he, he and Dan Ellis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I stopped. Uh, I stopped buying bats uh, probably ten years ago. So, um, but I, I played baseball, uh, softball in in Palgrave. Uh, we live in uh, oh, yeah. just just south of Palgrave. So, I played baseball for about five years uh, there. But then just I, I got tired of running from Husky. I, I worked at Husky the injection molding in town, and and got tired of kind of running there, putting on my my uniform and shoes in the cars. I got there ten minutes late every time. So gave that up but uh there was a there was they definitely had some serious ball players there and uh so i would get the lowdown on the latest bat and then off i'd go to one of the bat supply stores and buy it for dom day and use it at dom day and and like jason says it was uh it was you know usually one or two new bats a year what were they worth? Gonna say. what were they worth a couple hundred? um i no more than that i i paid three to four hundred bucks a bat Jesus. a lot of beer it's Jesus. a lot of beer yeah that's why we can't afford booze at dawn. They are sober on our, on our side. <laughs> I actually, I actually think that's a, a good thing to know because I think I've been involved in running this thing for for about five, ten years, and to this date, I never knew where the hell the bats came from. So that's uh, that's good to know well, that somebody. You, you, shows look, up. You, you look, you look at Nick Wolf's bag. He's got uh, he's got those those things coming out of there too. That's that's one of those things you just assume will show up. You got a baseball tournament, and I've never. <laughs> Bats, what balls, what you really what you really appreciate sitting on the first base line is you know those like Cote how many times Cote hit the the the, uh, the post the post with the bat yeah lots how how many times fifty <laughs> at least <laughs> yeah in, in, in the in the years he does at least two or three times a tournament doing what what are you what are you Just doing when you... the power of my swing spins around <laughs> spins around and hits the, the post the, the yeah, it's like that's my fucking 300 dollars bat <laughs> now now that now that you know the price tag you're going to do it 200 times so. oh, i'll go back to one of, i'll go back to one of the woodward's bats <laughs> it's buried in the backyard by the way oh, oh great <laughs> we won't touch that one <laughs> Oh, that's good stuff. So, so Jason, we're going to talk, we talked briefly about you winning a silver brick, but, uh, so that brings me to, uh, your, your snapper career. Um, you were a member of the, the championship snapper team. Uh, you've won three Dom day titles. Um, let's talk a bit about your snapper career because it leads from a championship to a brick. Um, you've won three championship titles. I'm going to put words in your mouth. Tell me why the snappers title was your favorite that you've ever won. 
It, 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 it definitely was. Where do I, I wire transfer your money? <laughs> so, 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 well, no, because the, the, the first one, I think, I, I, it might have been our rookie, my rookie year with my dad winning the first one. We won together with the Alarmers, I think. And, and to me, that doesn't even count because if you're, if you're playing on, on, on Buff's team, it's, he's like, you're kind of expected to win a little bit, right? Um, so that, that one doesn't really count your, yes, the snappers is great. And then the tavern one, I don't even remember. I think Frankie was, I don't know how we won that one. I don't remember it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, snappers was my favorite, uh, for sure. Um, I think we surprised a lot of people cause was, that wasn't that the first year the snappers were a team. Yeah, it was. Yep. It was. And so you, you know, set the, the bar, re- you set the bar really high and, and then, um, you, you had a bunch and of you come crashing you, down young, young guys on the team. Yeah. Yeah, we've we've had some bad luck ever since then. I I do remember though, prior to that season, we were we were kind of laughed at because I think the old guy, the only old guys we had on the team were were Domer, uh, uh, Eric Niskanen, and and Brent Ellis. And uh, it, after after the draft, Donnie sent me an email and said, "Looks like an 0-4 Scabber team. Thanks for coming out." <laughs> sent me an email like that and then we uh and then i sent him an email back after we won thanking him for his support but um so little known fact is uh obviously with with that snapper team is uh right before um right before the final out there was a hit an easy hit to me at first i flubbed it i pretty much billy bucknered it um and that could have changed the game and then a, a pop fly over to you and you ended the game two years later we bring you back to the snappers have a bit of a rough year and we thank you by giving you the brick. Um, so what's that, what's that like going from being the hero of the snappers organization to the goat pretty much right thereafter? It, <laughs> I will go down in snappers history. I don't, there will be no other player like me. I, I would, uh, you know, I'll say that. Um, the other thing that happened when I got the brick, I was, maybe I was surprised, but maybe I should have seen it coming. Cause I didn't, I, I should probably shouldn't have been first overall. I don't know why you, you like me so much. I, I, I wouldn't take, <laughs> I wouldn't have taken first overall. Um, but uh, I think, I think when, when my dad saw that, cause every year when we're waiting for the draft results to come out, I think, I think the email goes to my mom and she'll send it out right away. And she'll say, look where Jace is and look where, look where dad is. Right. Um, and so I think when, when that one came out the first year, my dad said, well, you're setting yourself up nicely for the brick. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I thought it was an honor to be first overall, but my dad said that you're, you're setting yourself up for the brick. And, uh, I and thought he I was right. A, like always, he's right. I thought, I thought I played an, an average tournament, but, uh, but not good enough for a first overall pick. And, uh, and when I won it, my dad, uh, I remember going over the side and, and, and I don't know what I did. And, and he says, uh, he says, be honored. That means the gods accept you. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so it's that is true. <laughs> and, that, and that made and that for, for about five minutes that made the third base side this little less intimidating um but, <laughs> but then i went away for a year and i came back and it's all the same you, you know it is it is funny because i was looking earlier today at at you know silver brick winners and you were the third second gen- generation guy to win and, and obviously since you've won it's it's pretty much only been second generation guys ever since willie walker and, and simon birch won one right before you and i remember when we were voting um for that it was the third year of the snappers we'd won the first year we went to the finals the second year and it was one of those years where there weren't a lot of guys in in conversations for the brick and one of the old guys says we need to vote a second generation guy like it was just at that point absolutely needs to be a second generation guy and i think it was like donnie or pete who said 
Snappers are a shit franchise. Who went overall <laughs> on that team? And somebody it was, said, it was somebody Pete. said it Yak. Was yeah, it might have been Pete. Somebody said Yak. And then right after that, it went, everybody good with Yak? And it was unanimous. All the old guys trumped me and you were the silver brick winner pretty there, close thereafter. So your dad is right. It was definitely a sign that the, uh, the, the gods had accepted you. Um, but as we were talking about kind of second generation guys winning, winning the silver brick, obviously, Jason, you won kind of in 2013. So that would have been prior to the 40th year. Um, so probably not in the running for the next golden block, but maybe we'll ask the panel um, starting with Donnie, there's going to be a golden block at some point, but who's your early projection to win the golden block in Dom day 50 as the first second generation player to win the golden block. You got to think it's going to be a second generation player. Dom day 50, which is going to be what the, this next one's going to be 43. Yeah. Right. So and, a lot of run, uh, a lot of runway. Yeah. Yeah. Might, oh be my third, God. might be third generation by then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah but, depending uh, on COVID. I don't know. I don't know who's, uh, you know, who hasn't performed or who's not going to perform seven years from now. Who's going downhill fast in your group. <laughs> that's, that's the way to look at it. You know, I know it's his birthday today, but Colin Woods might be, might be a candidate. <laughs> <laughs> he likes his booze. It's yeah. an early birthday yeah. gift for him. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'd, I'd put my money on that bastard. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Abe, who would you put your money on? Well, if we can get Willie Walker back, I'm sure he would uh, collect a few silver, yeah. more silver bricks, which would lead to a golden brick. Um, he would be my choice. Awesome. Cote, what about you? Uh, guy, he's a, he's a great friend. I like the guy a lot, but I think Derek Patterson might have a shot at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll be I cut can... out of this episode, <laughs> <laughs> which actually would be good for the episode. Yeah, yeah. Just throwing it out there, but you know, nothing like dragging a golden block on the aircraft back to van. <laughs> yeah, that'll that that's uh that's an extra carry on there, right, Dizzy? Yeah. Jason, what about you? Do you got a projection? I mean, you know the young guys pretty well. Who do you think would win the golden block? No, no, I'm I'm gonna go with, with Dizzy as well. And, and he can get it. <laughs> he can take that back into the backwoods with him. Okay. Randy, so, so. thought. Well, I'd have to, you know, because I came in with Eddie, I'm going to go with one of the Blacharski boys. Oh, there you go. Fair enough. Fair enough. You don't get two. You got to pick one. One. Uh, No, I get two picks. There's two there. There's two of them. (laughs) I know, but you got to pick one. Well, Mitch just won a championship, so we'll give it to Brian, right? All right. Mitch just won last year. Dizzy, you got any thoughts on who could win the block? I I feel like you got to at least somewhat defend yourself. Well, I mean, I've got a bad back right now, so I mean, it's a good time to pick me up. Is that back or bat? <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to go – I'm going to say Kevin Woods. I think the kid's going to take a lot of time for Kev. Take him away from his baseball. I thought of him too, Diz. I did. I thought that came out. Yeah, well, well, why didn't you say him then, Cote? Well, I yep, yep. <laughs> You're one-eyed prick. When was the last time you were at Dom Day? The year you bought that buddy with you, you guys couldn't talk. Oh, speaking I can play, though. I can play. Oh, you can play. That's right. Yeah, you can play. You just didn't do the party well that one year. What are you talking about, Carl? Carl, yeah. Yeah. Is that the guy's name? Carl Coupon. Coupon Coupon Carl. Coupon Carl. Coupon Carl. (laughs) 
Awesome okay, let's stuff. get back to her. Yeah. 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 yeah, awesome stuff. So, okay, guys, that's good. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit more um, just kind of as we get into kind of the closing bit. I know, obviously, we talked about the competitive side about the family, but uh, and the familial banter that goes on. But um, why don't we talk, obviously, Randy, we'll, we'll turn it over to you about the importance of, of you know, having the acts at, at the field and, and what, what hopefully, if COVID willing, what this Dom Day will be special for in terms of size of family uh, yeah yeah so this year this year there if um we, we'll have four four generations of yaks at the uh, at the at the field um jason has a has a daughter who just turned two uh jason has another another something on the way that uh, he's expecting or his his wife is expecting in april so there'll be he'll have two at the field um my daughter has a son and then uh, Jason and my, my daughter, Jen, myself, uh, and my, my, um, my mother's still alive, but she has dementia, so she doesn't come anymore. But uh, my Josie's father, my wife's father, uh, he'll be 90, 92 this year, 92 this year. And uh, his birthday is June 30th. So we always kind of have a, uh, and on one of the days, or usually the Friday night kind of thing, we, we always go out for a, a, a family dinner with, uh, with him for his, uh, his birthday. So there will be, uh, he, and he doesn't miss him anymore. Uh, he, he, he moved from Rexdale into a, into a, a kind of retirement home uh, in, in Mississauga, but I'm sure he'll be, uh, he'll be coming to every field. He, he just, uh, he can't miss a free diamond side grill. He doesn't realize that, you know, his, his, <laughs> his daughter puts in, you know, 50 bucks into the diamond side grill thing so he can have his free lunches, but he thinks they're free. So, you know, he likes to come. Well, tell your father-in-law to bring a fucking case of beer. He bought a bat. He bought a bat. <laughs> Whole family Jesus. went in on it. Jesus, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, awesome that's awesome. That's great. They're all going to be. I there. mean, you think you think about it, guys. Like you know, four generations. That's uh, you know, I I pretty impressive. J- J- yeah. yeah, Jason said Jason said it earlier. Like he, you know, I can I can remember him being a young guy and like like we all said earlier, running around and chasing him and looking after him and his sister. And then I, as he got older, I just couldn't wait till he turned sixteen so he could play. And and uh, you know, I'm sure we all are are like that. And then he plays and and. Uh, uh, you know, half of, you know, guys drop out and now there's a lot, a lot more young guys there, but soon perhaps, you know, 15 years come by pretty quick, his generation might be playing and maybe, maybe we will, hopefully we'll still be alive, but maybe not playing. And we're going to be sitting there watching this and thinking, my God, like, I'm just amazed if, if you know, I, I wasn't part of the original group. Um, but I, I, I think back, you know, who would have thunk in 1976, that this would still be going on in, you know, 2021, like not a chance, not a chance. And it's, it's quite, it's quite remarkable that, that it, it still happens. Not just that, but that you can miss a year and, and create a podcast that people care about because of how <laughs> great the tournament is. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, it, it, it's, it is, it's, 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 it's cool. special. It's really, it's really cool. Really special. Um, yeah. I tell uh, my friends about it all the time and they can't believe that I do a, a, a I skip yeah, Canada Day weekend plans every year to go do the softball tournament. And I say, it's really fun. It's really special. They don't, they don't get it. You don't get it unless you're there. Right. It's, 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 it's awesome. You know, it is, it is kind of funny though, because Jason mentions obviously bringing it up to your, to your friends and all that sort of stuff. And I actually found out that I had a, a few years ago that I had a mutual connection with Jason 
where his roommate was friends with one of my roommates or one of my buddies, uh, Adam Kennedy knew uh, Jason. And somehow he put it together based on the fact that I had told him about this Dom Day thing. And Jason had told his roommate about this Dom Day thing. And they, they somehow figured out. And I said to Jason, I said, I think your roommates buddies with mine, but it is funny about how you say you, you mentioned to your friends and then somebody goes, I think I know two of you guys who are talking about this cult like <laughs> baseball tournament every Canada day. So, yeah, but it is, it is kind of that unique, um, tie that brings brings people together um in, in such a different way but jason or, or randy maybe i'll ask you first and i asked I, I joked facetiously with jason about his favorite championship being on the snappers but i think you know one of the things when we've talked to a lot of the young guys talked to a lot of the dads uh through this podcast is how special it is to have one with with you know your father or your son uh or what it would be like to win and and obviously yourself and jason have had that t- opportunity in 2008 to win together uh, win a championship on the alarmers. What was that like for you? Oh yeah, I I, I have a picture, right? So uh, that that still hangs um, uh, in our in our well hangs in our basement in our exercise room that apparently I never go to. But uh, <laughs> there's a massage there's a massage machine down there that he likes to sit on. <laughs> oh my God, Jason! What it's you know, not called the wad machine, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a oh, different one, babe. But, that's okay, okay. So my bad. Listen, how know. you know how you know how many guys can say they've done that, right? So it it, it obviously is kind of cool. It was very cool at the time. Um, uh, I I you know, but but let's let's talk about more more recent things like like golf. So, you know, Jason and I both like to golf and um, we, uh, we were members at the, at the pulpit, at the devil's pulpit. And there's a Sunday morning group that plays every Sunday. And uh, it's, it's really just like, almost like Dom Day. It's, it's very cool because they, the second generation are, there's about five or six or seven kids. And they're not kids. They're young adults now who play, play with them. And uh, Jason only has only one rule on that Sunday. It's the only only really has he says i don't want to be a dad's foursome so 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 as much as as much as i love playing uh uh, winning this with him um i i really enjoy beating him at golf and when i play we have we definitely is when when we do get to play together it's it's uh it's always about a game it's always about a uh, how many holes you know how many how many holes am i going to win how many holes versus he's going to win and I definitely know I win more matches than he does. Uh, that's yeah. good stuff. Well, we, it, yeah. I find out. I find out. That's well, it. Okay, I, you tell I, him. I find out halfway through the round if we're playing stroke play or match play. It just depends on what he's winning. And then, <laughs> and then he'll declare it at, at the turn. Uh, that sounds awesome. like the Bobby Brandt method. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't and worry, Jason, Jason. We'll cut that last little tirade out. <laughs> <laughs> and jason what what about you what are your thoughts on uh having one with your your dad on that 2008 championship with the alarmers um yeah i i it's it's it is special i i i agree i've got I, like dad says it. I, I didn't even realize the picture was hanging up down there i i forgot about it but i have it on my computer it's on like the one of my favorite photos that gets put on my slideshow so it is it, it is special um it's it's disappointing because I, I like to see a bit watch like sit on the sidelines and watch my dad play and and you know cheer him on but also laugh at him if he does something silly and, and hobbles to first or trips on the way there um and uh yeah but it, it is special um i hope that it doesn't happen again because 
if I'm drafted to the same team as him, I, I, I'm afraid to even have one beer because it'll kill me if I mess up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like to enjoy myself on Dom Day as well. So I'm okay if, if we want to have a, a standing rule of just don't draft the Yaks together. We can, have, we can apply that rule there too. <laughs> oh, that's fun stuff. Oh, goodness oh. gracious. Yeah. So, so I guess maybe the, the question before we get into final thoughts, guys, uh, we've been away for a long time. Will we see you at the next Dom Day party? Uh, only if we win. I, I I don't make those I don't make those decisions. Oh, you're full oh, of shit. You're, you're a grown man. Oh, you're full of shit. You're full of shit. Yeah, you're 33 now, Jason. We'll find a way to get you. So there. are are you saying that we should have had your wives on this show? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Not a chance. Because we can make it happen. We can make it happen. One of one, one of my one of my focuses for the next for this one this one coming and i've thought about this a few times is i i would love it if we could get everybody at the dom day party i mean i think it would be after all this stuff that's gone on i think it would be great if we could get the whole everybody there right oh, Donnie, so you should uh you should yeah. you should uh make that a uh a, a mantra and make it a uh you know yeah your 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 wish and i can tell you the axe would be there yeah yeah so, so you, make, make that have, make, you have to go sober? No, no, no. You just you just have to be there. I think it'd just be just gotta be there. Yeah. You're yeah, that busy, you just have to be there. Yeah. <laughs> Donnie, 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 we might have to limit the blender party then. Yes, it'll, yes. it'll be a 15 minute blender party. Babe, I was gonna ask about that. We gotta I was gonna we say went, maybe we maybe we gotta turn off the electricity or something. <laughs> we, we might have to go the old uh, tequila shots with a water. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah trick. the old deal trick. Yeah, yeah. yeah Donny Dun, just said have to be there. It could be a weekend at Bernie's type situation where you're dragged in there, right? No, no. Westy will have to chain him down. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that's the only way we're gonna get him there. Awesome. No, I think it, I think it'd be awesome. We will make it a we'll make it a focus for sure. So. Perfect. And then just last question, obviously to to Randy. I think before we get into some final thoughts, I, I, one of the things I think that resonated when we were talking amongst our, ourselves is just your family's commitment to to sick kids. Um, you know, you guys have very quietly been big supporters of sick kids. We've talked a lot about sick kids throughout this podcast and what that means to our community and and how this this promise to support this charity has grown to almost one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to to an amazing charity and then of course all the stuff that we have done for local charities throughout why don't you tell us a bit about what what that means obviously for your family being a part of it and why you guys have always been drawn to to getting involved in the way you have yeah i just think uh it sick kids is is a obviously a world-renowned hospital and and it has helped obviously many 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 families um and it doesn't really matter where you're from um, certainly in, in the, certainly in the Toronto area and in, in region, um, you know, someone, you know, probably has had a, had an experience as a kids. Um, I was blessed, you know, our family has been blessed not to have to have to use sick kids yet. Um, and so it just, it became a, it became my favorite charity. It's, it's, it's one where I, you know, you always get, you know, when I ran a, a company that I used to run called Stack Tech, you'd always get hit up for, you know, the firemen want money. This, this organization wants money. This organization wants money. And just like I do at home, um, I, I just give to sick kids. And everybody, you know, so you, you all of any money that I'm going to give typically goes to sick kids. Um, and uh, so I don't just do it at, at the stuff that we do at Dom Day, but uh, it makes it really easy there because there's some things there's, you know, uh, 
some pretty cool stuff that, that I've, I've bought over the years and buying it and overbidding or beating out somebody else on it and knowing the money's going to sick kids just makes it all that much easier to give and do. Uh, and I, and I, I, you know, we talked about telling your friends about Dom Day. When I talk about Dom Day, I talk about the money to sick kids. You know, again, who, you know, a bunch of guys started in 1976 and they've raised, they've raised 150K for sick kids. Are you kidding me? How, how cool is that? Um, so I, it just, it's a, it's a great charitable place to give money to, uh, and, and, and being a part of it, just, you know, and doing a little bit of it just makes it almost all more worthwhile. That's awesome stuff, guys. So we're going to hop into some final thoughts. Jason, why don't we start with you? Why don't you just give us some final thoughts on, on Dom Day and what you're looking forward to about being back at the field? I am, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing everyone again, but, but more than anything, I'll, I'll say something, something nice about my dad for once. I, uh, I, I do, I do enjoy it. It's father son bonding and it has been from the very beginning. I, I remember, I, you know, I'll, 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 I beat him up about, you know, Eddie B hitting, hitting more, more homers than him, but my dad was always a close number two. At least I thought in my head, um, I was only tracking two players, but, but, um, it, it, it was, it's, <laughs> it's, it was, it's, it's special. Um, I enjoy the, I enjoy the moments. I, I enjoy being competitive with my dad. I, I enjoy bonding with my, with my, with my dad. That's, that's what it's always been about. Right. Um, you know, you skip, you skip Canada day weekend to party in with your friends so that you can spend it with your family um, and, and having our whole family there and, and, and just, you know, being outside and, and enjoying everything the way that we do. Um, if I could do it every weekend, I would honestly. So I can't wait. And if we skip another one, I, I, I go crazy. Well, but we got to figure out a way to do it somehow. Awesome stuff. Randy, final thoughts. Yeah. It's always been about, uh, for me, it's always been about spending time with the family. Um, and, and, and obviously all the friends there. I don't, I don't, uh, you know, we talked about Eddie B, um, you know, I don't hang with him, you know, too much. I see him maybe one other time throughout the year. Um, you know, so seeing, seeing him and, and, and all the other, you know, I, I, again, I just, I sit back in, in, in awe and think about these guys. I went to high school with, you know, uh, you know, now it's only probably a quarter of the guys there it used to be about half the guys there and, and look at them now, 10 years, 20 years, now 30 years later uh, and seeing all this stuff uh, is, is, is just very, very cool. So I, uh, I wouldn't miss it. it. Like Jason, Jason has said before, it's, it's just, we don't do something else on Canada day. It is where it's, it's Dom day. It's in the, it's, it's locked in the calendars. It's locked in the calendars for all you guys that are on this, on, on this podcast. Um, you know, it just, it is, it, it is what we do as a family on Dom day. Cote final thoughts. Well, it's great to have the yaks on here tonight. I, I certainly know uh, it was always neat to see, uh, Yak Senior show up at Dom Day because he you traveled extensively and he used to say you were you half the time you didn't even know where you were when it was when you were in South America or Europe or the Far East and stuff like that and Dom Day was a chance for you to almost unwind and and sit back and relax and have a beer and a cigar and just uh, and just chill and and so it's certainly great to see you and obviously to you know J Jason showing up as a young little boy and and now being able to you know and then going along and playing and 
and I do remember through all the years of your in-laws showing up and they'd be quiet back there. I know your father and I would always give me the gear. Like he'd stare me in the eye, like, are you going to watch your fucking language? And I was like, yeah, you know, but well, I he wouldn't I, say that. He wouldn't say that, but he'd be thinking it. Yeah. He's yeah. like, you're a cocky little bastard from Kings. No, aren't you? Yeah. So, but uh, always a yak family respectable. You guys at least clean up your area and like that third baseline side so uh but great to have both of you guys on and i truly will look forward to seeing both of you at the field awesome stuff donnie final thoughts yeah i i think this has been great uh you know so over the years i remember when when yak first came and i was like i was saying earlier he was this big big monster guy that could hit a long ball and i remember seeing jason running around uh when he was a tiny tot, but you know, it's one of those, one of those pictures that you have, if you close your eyes and you look, you can see their families over there, right. In that same spot. And uh, you know, it's, it's just a, it's a great image. And, and same thing with your, with your father-in-law, you know, I can picture him. I think I want to say that he, he, he's got some blue Jay stuff on. Yeah. And uh, so it's just great. Great. And I've learned so much tonight, you know, and so, you know, there's so many people at Dom Day and every year I make a point of trying to, you know, trying to say hi to everybody and, and greet everybody and stuff like that. But I don't get a don't don't seem to have a, had a ton of time to to spend with with you guys. And uh, so uh, okay, this keep, been, this, let's, let's keep it. Let's keep it that way. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, I think, you know, and maybe you don't want to spend it with me. I get it. <laughs> you know, but but uh, no, you guys have been fixtures and uh, this has been great. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. So. Awesome stuff. Babe, final thoughts. Uh, you know, I mean, when I think of the Yak family, the Yak emissions, I go, it's generosity. And the stuff you guys have done for, you know, uh, sick kids and sick kids in, you know, Toronto. I mean, the stuff that we do for sick kids leads to other children's hospitals. And right now we have, you know, Buff, his grandson, uh, Jack, is going through some uh, tough times. He, he has a, a bit of cancer and they're operating oh. on him. And he's a, he's like 16 months old and they're operating on him in Boston. And I know that, you know, through all the hospitals and all the generosity of all the Chums hospitals of sharing information that helps, that helps every kid. And, you know, it is, as Yak said, you know, fortunately we haven't had to use Chums hospitals much, but you know what, when, when the time is needed for the Dom Day family, it's great that it's there. But, you know, Jason and I have played on a couple of teams and he's just been great. And to see his growth, you know, to have his own business and practice, I mean, it's pretty neat. You know, not many people can say that, you know, I've got my my practice with my sister. You know, I mean, that that's so special. And, you know, as you talk about the four generations of, you know, the Akamishans and, you know, the, the extended family, uh, that's pretty special, you know, because we all wish that, you know, our, our fathers were there, you know, and our grandfathers and everything. I mean, to think about it, you know, and that's what's so special about this tournament is, you know, being able to play with your son or be in the same tournament as your son. And to think about you guys winning a championship with the fucking snappers or, you know, it was the alarmers. I'm sorry. Alarmers, the alarmers. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes a lot more sense, but, <laughs> but no, when I think of you guys, I, I, you know, I just think of, you know, as Donnie said, you know, you guys sitting there beside Bracharski's next to the wolves and, you know, I mean, it's uh, the whole thing goes down and, and that's tradition. And that's, that's the beauty of Dom Day. And it's, it's a friendship you make over the years. And, but I, I do recall Yak, um, you know, when 
I forget how it happened, but somebody said, you know, babe, would you be in charge of helping to raise some money for sick kids this year? And I remember calling you and right away you said, you know, what do you need? What can we do? And how can we help? And uh, I always remember that. And that's why, you know, you guys are special in, in, in our hearts anyways, and, and in Don Bay hearts too. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks very much. That's yeah. awesome. you know, it's been, it been, been great guys. Thank you. Awesome stuff, guys. So I just have some final thoughts before we wrap up, guys. I, I obviously want to thank the Yaks for coming out tonight. I think, you know, it's always awesome to hear from different voices within within Dom Day. And one of the things I think, you know, I look back to when we did that uh, commemorative um, program and we got such an amazing, amazing turnout uh, of doing the program. And I, I remember thinking back to when that program came out, the first person to respond and, and give a submission was was actually Randy. Um, and and I, I've always thought of that moment of, you know, we always think of the guys who are most loud, guys like me who gravitate towards the mic, who want to give their message and talk about Dom Day. But we talked about this with the Shepherds, about the fact that there's 100 plus people who show up loving this thing just as equally and as much as everybody else. And I think that for me is is the amazing, amazing thing. And I, I think of that small moment. I know for Randy, you probably don't think about it. You, you responded to an ask to, to give us your story on why you missed Dom Day. And, and for me, that's one of the many reasons I think, you know, and I think of all the other people who are involved in Dom Day as well. There's a hundred different reasons why this thing's special, but that's one thing that, that jumps out, out for me. And then Obviously, Jason, I, I think of obviously that that snapper year for us. And I didn't really know Jason before that that team. I just remember one to pick him because he did two things I couldn't do, run and play baseball. Um, but after <laughs> after after that, uh, after that, we became friends, I would say. Uh, and, and you know, it, sometimes you, you don't realize, but playing on a plan on a ball team in the middle of a, a hot summer July day with a guy you barely know, sometimes you make the best memories that you look back on all these years later and you know, you just have a blast at Dom Day. And, and I think, you know, I, this is, this, these two guys are just an example of how, you know, in some way, uh, you know, everybody contri contributes to your memories of what makes Dom Day special. So um, I appreciate you two for coming on uh, to our listeners. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe to the Dom Day Tales podcast. We'll be back for another episode next week. Bye. It's not time to make a change Just relax, take it easy You're still young, that's your fault There's so much you have to know Find a girl, settle down If you want, you can marry Look at me, I am old but I'm happy I was once like you are now And I know that it's not easy To be calm When you found something going on But take your time Think a lot Why think of everything you've got For you will still be here tomorrow But your dreams may not To explain When I do He turns away again It's always been the same Same old story From the moment I could talk I was ordered to listen Now there's a way And I know That I have to go away I know
your fault there's so much you have to go through find the girl settle down if you want you can marry look at me I am old but I'm happy all the times that I've cried keeping all the things I knew inside it's hard but it's harder I have to go. 